Welcome. I'm your host, Mignon Morel. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind our listeners um, that we have a website up from waterintowine.org. And on that website, I have added a resource section now. So you can go to the website and click on any kind of title or topic that you want to learn more about, and their information is there. So I encourage you guys to check out the website when you get a chance. There's also videos there and prophetic words. We have some new uh, books coming soon, some new workbooks that will help uh, you go deeper with the Lord. So that's going to be coming up here shortly. So I encourage you when you get a chance, go to the website. Also, you can sign up for our Facebook page because I release a lot of information there. And uh, that is call facebook.com the water into wine don't know why facebook did that but who knows why they do what they do so today we're going to talk about everyone's current favorite topic which is fear fear and how to overcome it so let's begin by talking about what the standard definition of fear is in webster's dictionary Webster's defines fear as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So that is the definition of fear. But let's talk about some of the other names that fear can go by and the ways it can manifest in our lives. Just listen to this list and see if any of this sounds familiar to you. Anxiety, apprehension, worry, Restlessness, doubt, insecurity, pressure, agitation, mistrust, desperation, dread, unease, suspicion, paranoia, OCD, etc., etc. It's interesting, isn't it? These are the world's definition of fear. However, if you are a Christian, your definition of fear is supposed to be something different. For a Christian, the only thing we are to fear is to be in worshipful fear or awe of the Lord. Proverbs 9.10 The reverent fear of the Lord that is worshiping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome is the beginning and the preeminent part of wisdom. So worshiping the Lord with awe Respecting who he is and his power and glory is the only type of fear that is ever supposed to have a place in our lives. Now, I know you're saying, well, Mignon, how can you say that we're not supposed to fear? Well, I say this because it says so in the word. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror for fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. We love because he first loved us. So as Christians, we are told that if we are living in fear, the reason is because we are not yet perfected in God's love and the understanding of the power of that love for our lives. So in reality, at the root of fear is the question of our identity, of who we are in Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So fear is not supposed to be normal for us. It wasn't normal for Jesus. It's not supposed to be normal for us. 
Fear is really a sign that there is more of a need for us to truly understand who we are in Christ and to receive the love of God deeper into our lives and for this love to grow within us. Living with fear is a signal that we have areas of our lives where we are struggling in our identity in Christ, areas where we don't trust God or where we don't trust that he will care for us or that he really has our best intentions at heart. You see, in the kingdom, the world's definition of fear is actually illegal. It's not a fruit of the spirit, so it doesn't exist. Now, since we are in Jesus and have our identity in him, it's not supposed to exist in us either. Understanding this truth is so important because once you understand that fear and responding from a place of fear is not supposed to be normal, you will stop tolerating it and giving it power in your life and you will gain freedom. Understanding that fear is not supposed to be normal for us means that we can rise up and have victory over the various types of fear we encounter while living here on this earth. So, fear is not supposed to exist in us, but it does exist on the earth in different forms, and it is used as a weapon in different ways upon the earth. And one thing I want to say here about fear in general, fear acts as a gateway for the enemy to bring in negative things and to block us from God. Fear brings evil things into our lives that will try to control us and harass us on some level and block us from receiving from God. It steals our peace and it brings damage to us and to others. So we don't need to tolerate it. When we see ourselves operating in things like anxiety, worry, apprehension, suspicion, or mistrust, we need to stop and recognize that somehow they are rooted in some type of fear that opened a door and we need to find that door and shut it for good. So let's talk about right now some different types of fear that are present here on the earth and how we can recognize them. And then we're going to talk about what we can do to start overcoming them. Now, I want to talk briefly about these types of fears, but I want you to understand that even though I'm trying to break them down a bit, they all can work in and out of each other in our lives. Okay. So first, Let's talk about fear of the Lord. This is what I mentioned earlier. This is actually the reverent awe or worshipful fear of the Lord. This is the only fear that as Christians we're supposed to have. Now, this is not religious fear where we fear punishment. Because again, when we as Christians fear punishment, as the word says, it means we're not made perfect in his love. This type of fear of the Lord is recognizing the holiness of God, his incredible goodness, his kindness to us, his glory. This is a good type of fear for us to have. Fear of man. This is fear of man and his opinions. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in and puts his confidence in the Lord is safe and set on high. Fear of man is something that is introduced to us often at a young age in things like prejudices, bullying, cliques, through culture or society. We don't want to be embarrassed or left out, so we go along, maybe being silent when we should speak up, and we become afraid of speaking the truth for fear of confrontation or backlash. John 12, 42 talks about this. 
And yet, in spite of all of this, many, even of the leading men, the authorities and nobles, believed and trusted in Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, for fear that if they should acknowledge him, they would be expelled from the synagogue. For they love the approval and the praise and the glory that comes from men more than the glory that comes from God. Fear of man is one cause of people-pleasing mentality. When we feel that we have to perform in a specific way in order to be accepted or to protect ourselves, we are afraid to speak our minds or make comments or even do the right thing. Fear of man is a snare to us, and God doesn't want us snared by anything. Soul fear. Soul fear, this is probably the most common way most of us experience fear. This is really when life is out of balance on some level and we feel fear in our emotions, like anxiety, stress, worry, or apprehension. It's either based in some form of trauma we have encountered or is really false evidence appearing real to our minds and emotions. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, soul fear can be large or small in our life and is typically triggered by circumstances, events, or people. Because trauma is often involved, this type of fear can be a doorway for a real spirit of fear to come in and harass a person if it's left unhealed or untreated. If it's left untreated and the trauma was serious enough, it can manifest to a level where we develop coping patterns to control it subconsciously like OCD, which is a fear-based issue. Again, many of us have encountered this type of fear at some point in our lives, not always to a large level, but it's there and it can drive our responses and behaviors because we believe it's real. Let me give you a, a personal example. When I was younger, I struggled a lot with soul fear, and it was based out of trauma for me because I was afraid of my earthly father who was extremely abusive. I learned certain performance, behavior patterns, and ways of doing things in order to avoid conflict and to be accepted. It was a part of my survival. Now, as I grew up, I took these behaviors and ways of processing in general into my marriage, into my workplace, my relationships. And even after I became a Christian and God called me to do ministry, in some ways it came into that area because I did not know my full identity in Christ. Uh, I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't speak the truth in difficult situations. I would try to people please, putting everyone else's needs before mine if they were wrong, even if they were wrong, or letting them get away with treating me poorly or saying negative things to me that they should not have. And this actually happened a lot on the subconscious level. Once God revealed to me that this, that I was operating this way and that it was old fear subconsciously causing this from soul trauma, I was able to allow God to bring in some healing and he helped me to break these patterns and ways of communicating and to stop feeling the pressure to perform. He revealed to me more of the truth of my identity in Christ and his perfect love for me as I was. In fact, I would be like in the middle of conversations with people and I could feel this anxiety rising up in me and God would immediately say, Mignon, this is performance. 
This is performing fear. You don't have to perform or act a certain way. Just relax. Be yourself. Don't worry about how they receive you. I am with you. And God did this over and over to help me recognize the patterns of this behavior. Um, And in this process, he began to free me from it. He healed the trauma, but subconsciously I was still moving in these patterns. And And he helped me through that process to break those patterns. So soul fear, it doesn't belong to us and doesn't have to because it doesn't belong to Christ. Once we agree with this truth, we can go to God and ask him to show us the root of the fear we are having and to remove it. Spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is just what it sounds like, a demonic spirit sent from the enemy to cause fear and torment. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A spirit of fear is really a gateway spirit that acts like a door opener, and it allows other spirits to come in and actually harass us. Now, this spirit often comes in through trauma. This spirit is a presence you can actually feel. At times, you can feel it operating in people due to their trauma in the past or operating in places like war zones or places where there's a lot of abuse, operating through curses, and you can even feel it assigned to regions. For instance, right now in America, we have a massive spirit of fear that's been released through the media to harass all of the people in America to be fearful about the future. This spirit of fear is actually moved through social media, the media, and it's a door opener that's causing all kinds of other negative spirits to come in, like hate, backbiting, slander, gossip, uh, delusion. All of these things are weapons of the enemy. In this way, it is used as a weapon and a gateway to bring in spirits like division, suspicion, and even hate. God has not called his people to live this way or to tolerate this spirit. You know, you can even encounter a spirit of fear in your dreams in the form of nightmares. I used to have this happen a lot when I was younger in my dreams, and I learned to take control over it and kick it out. Intercessors and prophets can often feel this spirit in the places they go, and they know not to bow down to it, and they know it for what it really is, a little spirit appearing very large. Now, All these types of fear can be working simultaneously in our lives and around us, but we are not called to live in or respond out of fear. We are called to live in the full identity of Christ and his perfect love. Now, I know some of you may be saying, well, Mignon, can't fear be good for you? I mean, can't it drive you to do better or even tell you if something is bad there? Well, first, I want to say this. We should never let fear drive us or control us to anywhere. We don't make a friend out of something that is evil. Now, it's good for you to face your fear so that you can see that in reality it has no power except what you give it, but it's not your friend. And as far as feeling if something is bad through fear, this is a type of discernment, like I said earlier, or a warning. And even when that happens, we still go to the Holy Spirit and ask him, hey, Holy Spirit, what's going on? Is this a spirit of fear in this place or this person? What do you want me to pray for or release instead? Love, joy, peace, etc. So let's just get that straight now. Okay, so let's talk about a few keys that can help us overcome fear in our lives and live from a stronger place of our identity in Christ. The first and most important key is to remember 
and understand that God's perfect love cast out our fear. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. I mentioned this verse earlier, but I want to focus here on the last line. We love because he first loved us. It is impossible to get help from someone or something you are afraid of. In other words, if you believe God wants to punish you on some level, you won't be able to receive the freedom he really wants to give you because you're afraid and you will subconsciously block it. God doesn't work like this. He doesn't say, come to me, give me your burdens, and then punish you when you do. He doesn't work like that. The enemy works like that, and people broken by the enemy work like this. When we are afraid like this, believing that someplace, somewhere, God's going to punish us, we are believing a lie. God is good. He was the first one to come towards us in Jesus, confirming his love for us by seeking to reconcile us back to himself. His perfect love for you cast out the fear in you. And his perfected love within us brings us into true freedom. In Jesus, as part of your identity and inheritance, you have free access to God and his help for your life. Focusing on God's perfect love for you is key to overcoming fear. His love has innate power within it. Allowing God's love to fill every place in us releases that love's power to kick out fear, and then it enables us to be perfected in it so that we can extend his love to others helping to kick out their fear. So when you are confronted with fear, the first place we need to start is with that understanding that we are fully loved and accepted by God. This will help to close any gate the enemy is trying to open through fear. Second, we need to remember who we are in Christ. Our identity is in him. Jesus said he already conquered everything we would face here. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer and take courage, be confident and undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Jesus has conquered everything already for us. Remember, fear doesn't belong to Jesus, so it doesn't have to belong to you. You are in him, and as he is, so we are in this world. You are a conqueror in Christ. Romans 8.35 Who or what shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation, or calamity and distress, or persecution, or hunger, or destitution, or peril, or sword... Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. 
So focusing on God's love and remember your identity in Christ, who you are in Christ. He's already conquered everything for you. The third key that I want to share that has helped me as well is to recognize that most fear, especially for Christians, is really just false evidence appearing real. Once we understand that fear is not from God because he loves us, we recognize that it's the enemy through deception trying to make fear appear real to us. 2 Timothy 1.7 gives us a really great blueprint for dealing with all types of fear. We're going to go through this briefly. It says, you've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Another version says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardness or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So let's break this verse down a bit so we can see the blueprint here. First, it says, you have not been given a spirit of fear. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardness or fear. So we know that fear is not from God. Therefore, it is illegal and it can be a spirit that we're dealing with. Second, one of the things we have been given to combat fear is a spirit of power. This means that our spirit, the Holy Spirit living within us, is superior to any type of fear we are facing, any type of spirit of fear or any source of fear we are facing. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. You have a superior spirit. Use that authority. The spirit of fear knows you have a stronger spirit. You need to know it too. This is one reason the spirit of fear tries to make itself appear bigger and intimidate. It knows your spirit is superior to it, so it tries to deceive you so that you won't fight back. Use your authority. Now, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Love. This is the perfected love of God I mentioned earlier. We keep our focus on the fact that we are fully loved and this love has power built within it. Love is the greatest weapon against fear. And we've been given a sound mind of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. This reminds us that fear is in effect a lie that is targeting our minds. It is false evidence appearing real. In other words, it's deception. But as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.16, We have the mind of Christ and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. In other words, our minds are not deceived and can detect the truth because all truth is in Christ and he is in us. We can see that fear is truly just false evidence appearing real, trying to get us to agree with it. We have the mind of Christ. So 2 Timothy 1.7 gives us a great blueprint here on the weapons that we have to battle this, that we can come up over it when we're encountering fear in this place. And I want to say something else here. 
before we go to closing, I want to say that our words have power. We need to learn as believers to really watch our words. You know, scripture says our words um, have the power of life and death. And the way we speak, let me even say this, the way we type on social media, because that's words, (laughs) even if it comes through your fingers, it's still words, uh, can have a great effect on what doors we open to what types of spirit. So I want to encourage you uh, as you move forward to remember to watch your words, speak life over yourself, life over the people around you, and you'll close those doors. So when we are confronted with fear or we are made aware that we are reacting or responding from fear, we need to stop and focus back on God's love for us. Remembering who we are in Christ. We shut the gateway down before it gets open. We recognize that fear is really deception for us, that that's really what the root of it is. And we use the power of God's spirit and the power of his love to kick that trespassing fear out. Now, I also want to say here that if fear has come in through trauma, often we need to allow God to heal that trauma first, and then the fear will be easily removed because the gateway is closed. Okay. So in light of all of this, this is a good season to be asking God, God, where am I allowing fear to have any rule in my life? Uh, Holy Spirit, where am I responding out of fear in places that should really have peace and freedom? Ask those questions. Right now, I want to do a little prayer activation exercise for you uh, in regards to fear. I've, As usual, I always sit down when I ask God, okay, what do I need to speak on? What do you want me to talk about? And he'll tell me. And I feel like he wants me to take you guys to this little bit of a, just a prayer to get rid of some fear uh, in places that it needs to go. So I'm going to pray and I would like for you in in a certain portion of this just to agree with me. Okay. So first take a deep breath in and let it out. That's better. Holy Spirit come surround us right now and fill the place in our hearts. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the listeners today. I thank you that you came to bring us life abundantly, the fullness of life. Lord, I thank you that in you we have perfect peace. I thank you that in you we are fully loved and accepted. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the love that we have rising up within us even at this moment. Father God, thank you that you fully accept and love us in every way and in every place. Lord, we repent for allowing fear to have any place in us. We repent, Lord, for responding in our souls out of places of fear. We ask for forgiveness for this, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that as we move forward, that you make us aware of where this is occurring in our lives. Lord, we thank you that your perfect love can fill every place in us and that that love can drive out every bit of fear, no matter what the source. Lord, I pray right now by the power of your spirit that you would come deeply within us 
and that you would drive out every spirit of fear, every place that has fear, that you would drive it out of us, off of our minds, our emotions, out of the deep places of our soul. Lord, I ask that as you remove these things, that you just fill those places to even greater measure with your love and presence. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Good, good. Now, for some of you, it may take a few minutes for you to start feeling a little bit lighter, and that's totally normal. Let me just pray a quick blessing prayer. I bless you in the name of Jesus to move forward this week in his peace and grace and in the knowledge of him who has called you to a full and abundant life with power. I bless you that you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that as you go through your week, this is your perspective. I bless you to be prosperous in your week, in your emotions, in your joy, and in the perfect love of God flowing over your life, in your life, and through your life. In Jesus' holy and mighty name. 